Welcome to the Club Leadership Podcast with Jim Weidman and Friends, the original podcast for Next Gen and Kidman leaders. Let's see who joins Jim on this episode. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Club Leadership Podcast. It is great to have you back on another month. And uh, this month, we have somebody wonderful uh, that I've known a long time. I've actually known her family even longer, but it is good to have Gina. McLean with us. And uh, Gina, how's it going? It's going great. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's so fun. And uh, tell these folks a little bit about, now we both live in Tennessee, but we're on different time zones. We are. We're on two different times. Yeah, yeah. That is just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're in Memphis. Uh, we're in a third location doing this podcast <laughs> during the Arch Tour. Yeah. We're, we're, it's, but you definitely came further. Uh, you yes. came the far. You get the Sister, prize. You. you get the prize for coming the farthest. Thank you and very much. So, uh, I do. It's kind of fun. All the way from Knoxville, change time zones, and so that's. I mean, you went from top right to bottom, to bottom left. left I know. <laughs> that is unreal. It was but, worth it for the barbecue. Yeah, and so we've been uh, down here doing the Orange Tour, and I'm so excited because uh, Jim just. Uh, launched a brand new book that mm-hmm. uh, yeah. we're going to be talking about. But tell them what you do at your church because you're just not an author. Correct. You That's right. are a wonderful um, minister, and you just built some great teams over the mm-hmm. years. I've had the yeah. privilege of getting to know her teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can tell a great leader because they surround themselves with great people. Wow. And uh, it's kind of fun to meet all those smiling faces every time, and she's so sweet to introduce them all to me. But tell them a little bit about Faith Promise. I will, yeah. I'm, I'm at a church called Faith Promise in Knoxville, Tennessee, and I lead uh, global children's ministry. Uh, Faith Promise is a, is a multi-site church, um, so we have multiple locations, and I get the privilege of, of leading and, and uh, basically being the chief ar- architect of kids' ministry at those campus locations. So... Uh, you're right. I have a pretty amazing team, and um, they are super fun to uh, to get to work with and to get to go on journeys like this uh, uh, with. So it's yeah. So how many campuses do y'all have now? We have six campuses now. We just launched our sixth campus um, uh, in August. Okay. Yeah. And they all have different amounts of services at each one, and they do. Yeah, anything from one single standalone service uh, all the way up to uh, our largest location, which is our original location. Currently has three uh, services, but we're about to expand that to five services. So. Oh my goodness! And so it's just all over the map. Mm-hmm. So that is great. And uh, you've been there now, what nine years? Yeah, uh, eight years. Eight so, years. Almost eight years. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Now I first met. Uh, when she was in Oklahoma City at Life Church, and I was in Tulsa. But uh, the crazy thing about her is her dad ran the El Chico that I went to for lunch uh, with our staff, and we just loved him, and he was so sweet. And then her brother, Tom, and his wife, they helped me as volunteers in the nursery. They were the best nursery workers. And um, it's kind of, you can tell how long that's been because the 
baby that was in the nursery now has a baby. And, so they yeah, took care of Yancey. Yeah, yeah, they had my baby in the nursery, and uh, it, it's just you know little kids, and well, they 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 just from nursery they just kind of followed and went to preschool and that's where they had our girls and because uh, we were five and nine when we moved out there and we were just talking what's crazy is uh, I was on staff at church on the move I came uh, the same time Gina was a senior in high school yeah. in the same part of town and uh, I was I was in that messed up part of Tulsa where I had a Tulsa address uh, broken era utilities and union schools. So we we pay taxes to everybody. <laughs> so it was uh, great. But you're a good broken era girl. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I, mean. I miss broken era. Yeah. Yeah. Broken era is uh, would be a town anywhere else in the country, its own little town, right. if it wasn't so close to Tulsa. Yeah, well, it, I mean, it reached the point where it, the lines are blurred between yeah. when you're in Tulsa and when you're in Broken Arrow. I know it's something yeah. so big. So. And what's funny is they the same streets named two different things. Oh, it's uh, left and it's yeah, one name and it yeah, turned right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's so fun, but yeah. it's good. But uh, it is so great, and I have watched Gina just grow and grow and grow. And Now, when you came to Faith Promise, it wasn't a, a world no. children's ministry. No, no, it was, it was a single location. And, in fact, that was the reason why uh, God drew us out there was to, to be a part of that shift from single individual location to multi-site. Um, and you know, that's a, that's a journey. You've, oh. uh, you, you know, those, you understand those scenarios there's a lot that has to go into, uh, creating the back end of the ministry that can support multiple locations. And, yeah. And you know, I always say that it's crazy how every service has its own personality, right. but then you take every service mm-hmm. and every location right. and, and, and got all the different all, yeah. you got all kinds of different crazy going on what does sam always say that uh, in a multi-site church you get the benefit and the the challenges of every small church and the challenges of every uh, mega church at yeah. the same time all in one yeah. package and a lot of people don't think of it that way that's the truth yeah. and uh it's kind of great and i'm so excited because uh i got to read your first book and I thought it was stinking awesome on small groups, and it was so good. And then uh, I got this email about this new book coming out, and uh, you have teamed up with another person I love, Jessica Beeler. Yeah. And uh, yeah. how in the world did the two of y'all get together right. to write a book? I know, I know. That is, I don't know how to explain that other than uh, God just put it together. We. Uh, we had both just had these ideas for uh, a book that we felt like would really help ministry leaders. Um, and we both, we can't, we arrived at that independently. Um, Jessica, Jessica and I knew each other, uh, but really uh, didn't communicate all that much. And, um, but we both, both pitched the same idea at about the same time. And uh, it was actually Reggie and Frank who paired us up and said, Hey, you guys should work together. And honestly, it, it worked out so much better than it had had I done this project on my oh, own. Yeah. Um, you know, Jessica's voice and her perspective and the things that she brings to the table, her experiences, all of those things have uh, bring such significant value. They've actually, it was crazy, is, um, you know, that we call the book Don't Quit. And the whole premise be- behind it is there's so many times when we talk to ministry leaders who, um, you know, we catch them at a time when they're at an event like what, where we are today, the uh, Orange Tour stop or at a conference. And 
um, and we had these conversations where they they pull the curtain back just a little bit and they just share how they're they're tired and they're frustrated and they're bumping up against some uh, some challenges that they can't figure out how to get around and um, and later we we catch those ministry leaders on our uh, social media feed and what we read is they're moving yeah. you know they're changing they're moving to another church and which is really good for me at nextgenstaffsolutions.com <laughs> let me just go ahead and say that uh, but you know the great thing is is uh, uh, you don't the grass isn't always greener. Yeah. Really it's just grass. It's just grass. <laughs> it's just grass. And uh, sometimes uh, when Jesus is in it, just like I know Jesus was in moving you, uh, good Oklahoma girl sure wouldn't move to Tennessee unless it was Jesus. Right. It's- and, uh, but uh, it's, you know, it's for me, uh, I was out in Oklahoma and I loved Oklahoma, but, uh, you know, I'm a deep south boy. I'm from Birmingham. And so, you know, to me, uh, coming to Tennessee uh, was was going home. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so Jesus was all about your right. move, and that's really what every move needs to be about. Absolutely, and I think ministry leaders, there are times when God's going to take your influence and your talent and all that he put inside of you, and he's going to uproot it to transition it to another uh, place, organization, church, where he wants that influence to be invested. Um, uh, I think that sometimes there are times when a ministry leader leaves um, before uh, maybe for reasons other than Jesus pulling them out, you know, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I think that God can do anything with a yielded heart. Um, we just wanted to, to put a tool in the hands of ministry leaders that are going to help them to stay longer and find more success over time, because we really do believe that time invested yields more success in ministry, you know? Um, and if you, if you uproot yourself too quickly, you don't have the opportunity of enjoying those benefits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, um, years ago I came up with a stay or go resource, yeah. and uh, uh, you've used that. I've, I, I've used it at every uh, move that I've made as well. And what I'm the most proud about that resource, and you can check it out at jimwideman.com uh, under the store, but the great thing about that resource, it's helped as many people stay as go. as go. It's really true. It's just making that decision to recognize that my, the grass is not greener. Where I'm going, I'm just trading challenges. Yeah. You know, I'm trading off the challenges I currently have for a new set of challenges down the road. And Yeah, I like to say every church has problems. Right. You just need to find a set you want to spend the rest of your life fixing. <laughs> and uh, because they're all out there. And, and, you know, I don't want to trade the problems I know for a set that I don't fully know. Right. And because there's gonna there's problems already there, and uh, what I know from being in the search business is they don't always tell you what no. the problems are, no. and uh, that's one of the things I feel like. Although I represent churches, I feel like my good name. I have to tell candidates what they're getting into yeah. uh, when I know of those kind of things, and that's another reason to check out what we do at Next Gen Staff Solutions. But uh, you know, it's it's. Um, the thing that excites me about this book, and I got a copy sent in the mail, and I just started reading, and uh, the thing that it really, uh, when you look at it uh, with two authors, it really sums up what we believe as Orange Essentials and Orange Basics and the fact that two influences 
working together are better than just two influences. So the fact that you got these two wonderful leaders teaming up with all their experience and helping, and uh, that's just so exciting. Right. You know, you know, what's interesting is when we combine our experience, we we almost exceed yours. Yeah. Not yeah. quite, though. Yeah. Not exactly. Wow. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I get so tired of the guru conversation. And, uh, you know, there's just a thin line between being a pioneer and an old fart. <laughs> and I was telling everybody today, I was so excited because uh, I'm at this orange event with all these younger folks. And the church has senior adult parking right out front. And I'm the only person in it. I, I got to pull right in and get a close parking place. And I'm the only person here old enough to get it. And uh, it is just so much fun. But, uh, you know, it's uh, experience is the best teacher, but it doesn't have to be your experiences you learn from. And being able to read this book and listen to all the stories from two wonderful voices of experience, uh, it's just going to help people to keep from making a lot of mistakes. I agree. I agree. That's the that's the, what the outcome that we hope for, yeah. is that we help people avoid some of those pitfalls that we fell into, yeah. you know, um, so that we'll keep them in the ministry game longer. So it's not just for people that are starting out. It's for anybody that doesn't want to quit. It really is. Absolutely. So whether you just started today um, and and by Sunday afternoon, you're ready to turn in that letter of resignation or you've been doing this for a number of years. And honestly, I think for our leaders who have been doing this for a number of years, they run the risk of feeling like of shifting into neutral, you know, and and shifting into neutral, I think, is as bad uh, as just turning in a resignation and walking away too soon. I th- and I, I think don't quit. If you feel like you're in neutral, don't quit is a great resource to help re-inspire you and re-engage yeah. you to get back at the game. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I laugh all the time at uh, people say, Jim, you know, you've been doing this 40 years. Did you ever think about quitting? And I have to be honest, yeah, for a while, every Monday. Right, every, uh, every it's Monday, Monday, I quit, yeah. I quit, yeah, you yeah. know, and sometimes didn't make it Monday. I quit uh, Sunday uh, night as soon as I got home, and uh, then I was fired back up by the time I went to right work. Right, time got Monday morning, yeah, 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 it's really true. So it's good. But in the book, uh, it talks about wrestling with success, uh, start well, not right. I love that. Uh, big ass versus small task. Tell me about that chapter. That just sounds so cool. That has so much to do with how you inspire your volunteers. You know, it's easy to hand a volunteer a task to do, and the task is taken care of. But if you don't tell them the vision behind that and even give them some freedom to figure out how to reach that vision without you defining all of the steps, we need to find, we need to define some of them, but give them empower them with some freedom to to uh, fill in the gaps then what you do is you you actually raise up somebody who becomes an owner uh, as opposed to a renter um, which is a great you know analogy that comes out of uh, one of sue miller and adam duckworth's books such a powerful idea of empowering volunteers well I like this one too. Balance and ministry right. and other funny jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of a takeoff on Frank's book, yep. I think, a little yep. bit about yeah, the, the myth of balance. Of balance. It's really true. But uh, uh, that, that's yeah. a great way to put it. Yeah. Uh, embracing limitations, mm. man. It's common. Uh, yeah. 
most every ministry that we have out there has some kind of limitation, whether it's time, space, uh, budget, volunteers. We have a reason why we can't do uh, the thing that we want to do, whether it's an event or to uh, a shift in our ministry, whatever the case may be. And um, sometimes those those limitations can become like that burr in the saddle, saddle you know, that, yeah. that, uh, that thing that just... Uh, gets just grows in 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 frustration over time, um, and you can choose to be frustrated about your limitations, or you can choose to embrace them, and and employ some creative opportunity to overcome the, the limitations that you have. So, case in point, um, you know, I, I remember a year ago I was driving home, and um, you know, I'm I'm very passionate about family ministry, sure. Jim. Jim, you know that that's that that my heart is partnering with families. My heart is connecting with parents. And, um, uh, but family ministry, um, as a, as a, uh, ministry pursuit is not something that I have a whole lot of time to, to spend on because I lead the children's ministry aspect and it consumes a great deal of my margin. Um, and I was driving home one day feeling very frustrated that I didn't have what I would call a, uh, an avenue through which I could do what I think is family ministry, you know, which is a little bit broader, um, and I just, on my drive home, I thought, you know what? This is a limitation that I need to get over. Because what I do have is I have parents that are great leaders in my church that would also love to join me in this journey. And so they would love to help to engage parents and families well also. So I need to get off my frustration and I need to sit down with them and build a vision in them that they are willing to pursue with me um, to begin to reach families more effectively uh, in our community. And so that's what we're doing right now. We're, we're about six months into it and um, trying to just be more effective in reaching families. Yeah, that is so cool. You know, most of the things I teach others are things the Lord's teaching me. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's so crazy. And people say, where did he come up with this? Mm-hmm. Oh, I got my butt kicked right. in prayer. <laughs> I was coming back from a conference and the Lord corrected something I said. And yep. uh, I, I used to, uh, and, you know, uh, a few years ago, I started asking people if they'd ever heard anything I'd ever taught before and then apologize to them and tell them that I'm so sorry. I didn't know what I was talking about. The Lord's already corrected most of that stuff, and and uh, he'll be correcting this after I get, get in the car and start, start reviewing it a little bit. And uh, But it's so good. Now, do you have a favorite chapter in the book? My favorite chapter is the Get Grit chapter. Okay. That's my favorite. I, Get grit, number 16. Yeah. Chapter 16. Yeah. Um, What's that about? Well, I, it's about, um, you know, developing grit. How do you develop resiliency? Because really at the end of the day, the, the book has a lot of practical resources on how to build a volunteer team that's going to stick, how to communicate a vision, how to put feet to that vision. Um, it has practical tools like that, but the get grit chapter talks about the resiliency in you. And at the end of the day, if you are going to have, if you're going to tell a story of longevity and ministry, resiliency is the key. You've got to have the ability to bounce back. Um, And that means moving past hard conversations and and things that hurt and things that didn't go as you thought that they should. And instead being able to set your feet back on the ground and point them in the right direction and and tell yourself and remind yourself that God will continue to do great, great things through you and through your ministry. Um, but it requires, as you know, relating to Nehemiah as an example, it requires you stay on the wall yeah. and you keep putting bricks in place. Yeah, it is crazy to me how, um, you know, you can't do it without soul care. 
And that's, that's the thing is so many people that I coach and so many people that I run into, when I start asking them about their spiritual life and I ask them, uh, they couldn't run their banking account that way because they don't make deposits. They just use the debit card. And, uh, you know, that, that, and you've got to make deposits. And, uh, you know, People, especially in children's ministry, one of the reasons I love conferences is because I love the way children's and student pastors worship because they don't go to church very often and they're just seeking God and worshiping. But the key I know in my ministry, and one of the reasons I didn't quit is because I really worked on that soul care. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy now with streaming services and yeah, there's all so many the resources tools. available. It's really and, true. Uh, yeah. You know, we make time for all this stuff, but if you don't make time for you, and keeping that, and that that was the thing I know for me, uh, if people um, said, what's one thing that'll help longevity? And that's to stay spiritual full. And, and you know, I think the, the best way to look at it is it's not about just keeping the, the gauge off, off E. It's about staying full. And there's a big difference uh, because you can minister from overflow so much more effectively than just covering E. And uh, that's so important. Uh, What was the biggest lesson that you learned in writing this book? The biggest lesson I learned? um, Oh, my gosh. I think for me, the biggest lesson, this has been a bucket list item for me for a while, is to to publish a a book. Yeah, because this is the real deal. That's the real deal. Yeah, it's actually in writing. I know. I know. I know. I'm excited about it. So I think the the big lesson for me was just that I can um, do this. You know, Uh, it's really funny. I can't tell you how many times in the middle of writing it I thought I shouldn't do this. There's no, I don't. I, I have no voice in this. There's no reason why I should speak into this space, you know, and, and I should quit. Right. And, yeah. and battling. And you know, what's really interesting is, um, the, so relating to the biggest lesson you've, you've seen me yeah. at times when I was probably at my lowest and, and a lot of it had to do with soul care. A lot of it had to do with pouring so much out and not not creating space for myself to to be uh, refilled. And um, something that I learned that was invaluable to me was that was first the first thing that I that I learned really early on in this process is there. The reason why I wrote the book is because I had to battle not quitting so often that I know other people have this challenge as well. Um, and the reason why I had to battle not quitting is because I operated under lies that I believed were truths, uh, in my life. And that was, that was a personal journey for me. And, but what I learned over time is that even though I would recognize the lie and I would, and I would disregard it, or I would call it out even and say, and recognize that's a lie. I didn't intentionally replace it with the truth. What I did is I left a hole, you know, and it was, it was a while of season after that of realizing, okay, I've, I've started to root out the lies, but I'm not replacing it with the truth. And so as a result, there's transformation is not taking place in my life. And it was draining me. It was wearing me out. And I had nothing left to give to the ministry um, that God was calling me to. 
And again, not just to the ministry, but to your husband, to, to your kids, who yeah. they're getting really big folks for a guy yeah. who's watched them uh, <laughs> grow up. And they're so sweet. Yeah. They help you and they they're love awesome. the ministry. And yeah. it's just, and that's why I love uh, the, the, the fact that the Lord teamed y'all up because mm-hmm. you're not only great ministers, you're great moms, you're great wives. Yeah. And uh, I've I've gotten to see uh, all that growth and all those things, yeah. and I've gotten to see some amazing fruit because you didn't quit, right. and uh, that is so fun. But you know, you know what Gina's been talking about is just strongholds, and uh, you know the Bible tells us that it is good for the tearing down of strongholds. And what what is that? Just wrong information. Anytime we believe wrong information, uh, then there comes a stronghold. And so replacing that uh, with God's Word, again, we take every thought captive and make it obedient. And uh, again, that's why... um, you know, books like this and thinking the word and doing those things make such an important difference. And so uh, where can people find the book, Gina? Well, the best place to buy the book right now is at orangebooks.com. So it actually, actually the easiest place to go to is to go to don'tquitbook.com. Okay. So if you go there, because if you purchase it that way, then you get a bunch of uh, free downloads and free resources in addition to the book. And so uh, that's where you'll find it in stock. It's the best way to get it. Um, in fact, Jessica uh, has a series of Bible verses of scriptures oh, at the cool. very end, one of the last chapters, she includes a series of scriptures that we turned into declarations oh, man. so that you could directly attack those strong strongholds that could prevent you from quitting too soon. Oh, um, and that's one of the resources that you'll get when you, that you, you can download um, when you purchase the book. So don'tquitbook.com is the best way to get it right now. Oh, man, that is so cool. And uh, so go ahead and get it. If you're on Orange Tour, if the Orange Tour's yeah. uh, coming to a city near you, get out there and buy the book. And uh, the major launch is next week, isn't yes. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big launch is going to be next week, yeah. Yeah, and so that is... Uh, uh, the 23rd through the... I, you know what? I'm, I'm not even looking at my dates. I yeah, yeah. It's, it's the 17th. But it's, it's a, a next week uh, in October. And so uh, it is amazing to see what the Lord's doing. And and uh, through this book, and I know I started, I was sent a copy, and um, I got to recommend the book and talk about y'all. And, uh, and then so I said, well, you know, I don't recommend things I don't read. And I started reading it. So helpful. Thank so you. Thank helpful. You. Just good stuff. And so uh, don'tquitbook.com, uh, Jessica Beeler and Gina McLean. And uh, it is a good one. So thanks so much for listening to the podcast. And Gina, thanks for being on the Thank podcast. You. Thank you for having me. It's so fun. And uh, it's just, you know, what a joy. Uh, I can't imagine. Uh, not knowing the people you're going to spend eternity with in heaven. And uh, some of them you know a lot better than others. And it's just been so fun doing life with you and uh, being a part of your journey. And um, 
being knowing your family and such a wonderful tool. So check that out. Uh, Gina did in, infuse back in the day. And, yeah. Oh, it was awesome. So it's kind of fun. We got one more infuse group, and uh, it'll be in, starting in January. Go for six months. Be the very last one. As I told you, God's been birthing some new stuff, and we're going to be uh, relaunching and doing some new things to Jim Wybden Ministries. There's a lot of great coaches out there and coaching programs, and so. Uh, Infuse has been great, but it's time to make it better and time to include some other folks other than just children's folks. And so it'll be changing a little bit and brand new name and brand new options and brand new stuff. But if you want to be a part of this last Infuse, go to jimwideman.com and uh, click on Infuse and it'll take you right there. And uh, you can download an app, get that into me. There's still room. And so we'd love to have you. So thanks for listening to the podcast and go get Don't Quit, the new book from Jessica Beeler and Gina McClain. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Club Leadership Podcast with Jim Weidman. To continue the conversation online, go to KidmanCoach.com and click on the club group. For more information about Jim, his blog, books, and resources, as well as his infused coaching program, go to JimWeidman.com. At Jim Weidman Ministries, we're committed to building strong leaders.